Welcome to Tom Chat. Thank you so much for everybody who's been listening, everybody who's interacted with me online, and um, I just want to say thank you so much for any attention you've given the podcast. Um, I personally have had a few conversations that have been nice and uplifting with people who have listened, and I'm very, very excited about that. I'm Tom Sherlock, everyone. Uh, uh, you know, I, I had a little feedback um, in our last episode. John and I didn't introduce ourselves. So if you didn't know who we were, you didn't know who we were. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of okay. I think this episode, obvious, it's just me, and um, we're going to do some story time today. I'm going to give you a book review. Pretty cool book review, um, a book that actually has uh, changed my life that I keep out as much as possible. We'll get to that in a bit, but before that, I mean, if you're in for a story, I want to I wanna read you a story. The other night I was reading a story called You Are Special by Max Lucado, and I was reading it to the kids as a bedtime story, and it has a really, really good message um, about recognizing your self-worth and being present in the moment and not letting things get to you and not not having you know your worth attached to somebody else and i really think it's a good book and so i'm going to go right ahead and just read it to you it's called you are special by max lucado it's illustrated by sergio martinez and it's a publishing it's a it's a crossway books published by crossway books 1997 you can find this on amazon here we go. The Wimmicks were small wooden people. All of the wooden people were carved by a woodworker named Eli. His workshop sat on a hill overlooking their village. Each Wimmick was different. Some had big noses. Others had large eyes. Some were tall and others were short. Some wore hats. Some wore coats. But all were made by the same carver and all lived in the village. And all day, every day, the Wimmicks did the same thing. They gave each other stickers. Each Wimmick had a box of Golden Star stickers and a box of Gray Dot stickers. Up and down the streets all over the city, people spent their days sticking stars or dots on one another. The pretty ones, those with smooth wood and fine paint, always got stars. But if the wood was rough or the paint chipped, the Wimmicks gave dots. The talented ones got stars, too. Some could lift big sticks high above their heads or jump over tall boxes. Still, others knew big words or, or could sing pretty songs. Everyone gave them stars. Some Wimmicks had stars all over them. Every time they got a star, it made them feel so good. It made them want to do something else and get another star. Others, though could do little. They got dots. Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell. And when he fell, the others would gather around and they'd give him dots. Sometimes when he fell, his wood got scratched, so the people would give him more dots. Then, when he would try to explain why he fell, he would say something silly and the Wimmicks would give him more dots. After a while, he had so many dots that he didn't want to go outside. He was afraid he would do something dumb, such as forget his hat or step in the water, and then people would give him another dot. In fact, he had so many gray dots 
that some people would come up and give him one for no reason at all. He deserves a lot of dots, the wooden people would agree with one another. He's not a good wooden person. After a while, Punchinello believed them. I'm not a good Wemmick, he would say. The few times he went outside, he hung around other Wemmicks who had a lot of dots, and he felt better around them. One day he met a Wemmick who was unlike any he'd ever met. She had no dots or stars. She was just wooden. Her name was Lucia. It wasn't that people didn't try to give her stickers. It's just that the stickers didn't stick. Some of the Wemmicks admired Lucia for having no dots, so they would run up and give her a star, but it would fall off. Others would look down on her for having no stars, so they would give her a dot, but it wouldn't stay either. That's the way I want to be, thought Punchinello. I don't want anyone's marks. So he asked the stickerless Wemmick how she did it. It's easy, Lucia replied. Every day I go see Eli. Eli? Yes, Eli, the woodcarver. I sit in the workshop with him. Well, why? Why don't you find out for yourself? Go up the hill. He's there. And with that, the Wemmick who had no stickers turned and skipped away. But will he want to see me? Punchinello cried out. Lucia didn't hear. So Punchinello went home. He sat near a window and watched the wooden people as they scurried around, giving each other stars and dots. It's not right, he muttered to himself, and he decided to go see Eli. He walked up the narrow path to the top of the hill and stepped into the big shop. His wooden eyes widened at the size of everything. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on his tiptoes to see the top of the workbench. A hammer was as long as his arm. Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm not staying here, and he turned to leave. But then he heard his name. Punchinello? The voice was deep and strong. Punchinello stopped. Punchinello! How good to see you! Come and let me have a look at you! Punchinello turned slowly and looked at the large bearded craftsman. You know my name? the little Wemmick asked. Of course I do. I made you. Eli stooped down and picked him up and set him on the bench. Hmm. The maker spoke thoughtfully as he looked at the gray dots. Looks like you've been given some bad marks. I, I didn't mean to, Eli. I really tried hard. Oh, you don't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what the other Wemmicks think. You don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give stars or dots? They're Wemmicks, just like you. What they think doesn't matter, Punchinello. All that matters is what I think. And I think you're pretty special. Punchinello laughed. Me special? Why? I can't walk fast. I can't jump. My paint is peeling. Why do I matter to you? Eli looked at Punchinello, put his hands on those small wooden shoulders, and spoke very slowly. Because you're mine. That's why you matter to me. 
Punchinello had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. Every day I've been hoping you'd come, Eli explained. I came because I met someone who had no marks, said Punchinello. I know. She told me about you. Why don't the stickers stay on her? The maker spoke softly. Because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you care about their stickers. I'm not sure I understand, Eli smiled. You will, but it'll take time. You've got a lot of marks. For now, just come and see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said as the Wimmick walked out the door, you are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello didn't stop, but in his heart he thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. That is You Are Special. And I got to tell you guys, reading that book to the kids makes me so happy because it spreads such a healthy image of, of self-confidence and, um, and finding out who you are and identity. And, and it just, it's, it's something, you know, it's a lesson that I think we all could have reminders of. I definitely know I struggle with that sometimes. Um, and sometimes I don't take the time to, uh, to kind of check in with myself and see how I am. And so I can act, um, based on emotion. Um, that's when we end up yelling at kids and stuff, right? That's not for being kids and that's not good. So, um, they love the story. I hope you love the story and yeah, that's, you are special. Stay out of trouble. Okay. So here we go. I teased earlier that this book changed my life. This is a book review. Uh, uh, you know, I man, I love that last story. But this this is um, something that's a little more even special than that to me. This book is called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse by Charlie McKessie. And this book was suggested to me by someone very special in my life who whom I really admire um, especially when it comes to myself um, being well. Uh, you know what? Let's just, it's let, a therapist. It was a therapist. You know, they, they, that's who mentioned this. And, and um, you know, it's this, this book is kind of in graphic novel form. It's from Harper One, um, Harper Collins Publishers. And um, it's, it's kind of in graphic novel form. And the idea of this book, here's the trick. You it, it it is it is a whole story, but you can turn to any page in this book, and find a comforting image, or, uh, or and or find some kind of affirmation or some kind of paradigm changing statement um, that you can carry with you throughout your day, or that might help you th see things a little bit different. Um, I won't spoil the whole entire story for you. I'll let I'll I'll let you read it. I'm just I'm just gonna go over a few things. In fact, what I'm gonna do is an experiment. 
I'm going to open the book to a random page and read you what it says, and then we'll see if I'm right about this. Okay, about this turn to any page. So this page I just turned to says, Is your glass half empty or half full? asked the mole. I think I'm grateful to have a glass, said the boy. That's the whole page. That's it. That's that's the that's the paradigm changing moment. I've moved to another page, and this one's really good too. Um, so these characters meet each other going on a long journey, and, and since it's a long journey, they go through some trials and tribulations. And one the page I just turned to says, "We have see, we have such a long way to go," sighed the boy. Yes, but look how far we've come, said the horse. And my favorite thing about the book, besides that you can just randomly open it and have like an awesome uh, moment uh, for your day, is that the last page says the end, but the end is crossed out. And under it, um, McKessie has written, look how far we've come. And I, I think to myself a lot, a lot of times that when, you know, that, you know, I, that, it's not really an end in a lot of different situations. I have a problem with change to be open. If I can be vulnerable, if you will with you, I have a problem with change. Um, I like to, I like to have nice controlled um, routine settings that make me feel safe, but life kind of doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can set yourself up for success. Um, you can make sure your clothes are laid out before the morning or so the kids clothes. I do that sometimes, not all the time. I make mistakes and, uh, tons of them. And, uh, but, but I have a hard time with change and sometimes it's changing from one aspect of life, like, um, changing jobs, uh, to, to another. And even if it's an, uh, upward move, a step up, a level two change, even if this is something that I'm super excited for, I get nervous. I have a hard time sitting in success space. So looking at the, instead of having the end being, look how far we've come, it's kind of, uh, been, uh, something I've been keeping in mind as my life evolves through this year. Um, I'd like another I like another page I'd like to read to you also. This one says, Sometimes I think you believe in me more than I do, said the boy. You'll catch up, said the horse. Right? It is so good. There's so much kindness in this book. The idea is that there's so much kindness this world needs more kindness in it. Charlie McKessie's social media accounts are the place you could start. Um, give him a follow on Instagram because he's always posting illustrations with quotes. Some are from the book and um, some, some, some are newer ones that he's put there. But man, there's just so many different, uh, so many different great quotes and great pages in here. And I really think that you should give it a look. It's, um, it's the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse by Charlie McKessie. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Um, I think we paid 20 bucks, but don't quote me on that. But it really was something that has, I, I keep it by my computer when I'm doing therapy. You know, it's the pandemic. Um, so there's a lot of folks not meeting in person and there's a lot of teletherapy going on. 
And so keeping this kind of by the computer, I can just kind of reach over to it and just kind of randomly open it up and see what's in there. And if anything, it puts me in that kind space or that that space of empathy that I like to be in uh, when I'm doing therapy. And, and so I hope you can enjoy it, too. It's the kind of book you obviously could keep in your bathroom, but also could just keep on your kitchen counter to open anytime you want. And so... Good luck with that one. It's a it's a it's a great book, and we'll have more book re book uh, re book reviews, if you will, to come as we get more episodes. And I, you know what? Again, thank you so much to everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been commenting, um, people who've offered to be um, invited on for for interviews. I don't know if they're really interviews. I just want to chat with people. Um, I'm gonna try to fit all of you in. Because I think that's a good idea, and um, that wrestling episode's coming up, and uh, that's that should be quite interesting. And I think I think it's about time to start putting the stories I record with the kids on here as well. So um, Harry, my five-year-old, has some pretty crazy stories. He has a very vivid imagination, and um, there was a comic book. Uh, called Axe Cop that was a TV show too and it was uh it was like a kid um was making up these stories and then um his elder brother was illustrating them so the stories are just this off the wall uh, j just crazy um high, high they're just they're just nuts but then he, his older brother kind of put it together if there's anybody out there who can who can illustrate, um, when we get Harry's stories posted, maybe we can uh, feature some of your art, artwork on social media or something, and we'll uh, and we'll see if maybe we can illustrate some of his stories. But I got to tell you, um, he, there's a lot of licensed stuff in there. It's uh, it's usually Ewoks fighting with Charizards and Rogers. Uh, Rogers are the um, the battle droids from Star Wars, since they say Roger, Roger. Since they say Roger, he calls him Rogers, and sometimes, sometimes he's fighting hundreds of them in our living room. Bless his heart, with a stick in each hand, two little sticks that are his lightsabers or his swords or whatever. Or he's a ninja. He says ninja instead of ninja, and I don't want to change it because that's adorable. But thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you next time. This has been Tom Chat.